You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Law with June Grosso from Bloomberg Radio. On Monday, the Supreme Court ruled that states can essentially eliminate the insanity defense in a 6-3 ruling with an unusual lineup. Joining me is Jordan Rubin, Bloomberg Law legal editor. So, Jordan, the defendant here was accused of four murders. What kind of defense did he want to mount? The defendant, James Kaler, wanted to mount an insanity defense by showing essentially that he wasn't responsible because he didn't know the difference between right and wrong, what the courts have called a moral incapacity defense. How is that different from what most states recognize as an insanity defense? So he might have actually been able to raise that sort of defense in most states, but unfortunately for him anyway, he was prosecuted in Kansas, which along with a handful of other states, doesn't recognize such a defense. And so that's the issue that wound up coming up on appeal, is whether he was allowed to mount that sort of insanity defense or whether he was limited by a narrower version of the defense allowed in states like Kansas, where he was prosecuted. Explain the differences of proof between those two defenses. Sure. So taking Kansas for example, where the defendant, James Kaler, was prosecuted here. At trial, he would have been allowed to show that because of any mental illness that he had, uh, that for some reason that prevented him from forming the required intent in order to commit the crime. Also, at the sentencing phase, he was allowed to present evidence of mental illness as mitigation evidence. Uh, What he couldn't do, though, was show at trial that because of his mental illness, the fact that he didn't know the difference between right and wrong, he couldn't use that sort of insanity defense in order to be exonerated. So it was a six to three decision. It was Elena Kagan who wrote the majority opinion, and she was joined by all of the conservative justices, which is an unusual lineup. Right. So, you know, in some criminal cases, 
and in some other cases in general, we do see this sort of classic 5-4 uh, ideological split. We see those lines skewed. And in fact, in most cases, most cases are not that sort of typical 5-4 split. And this would be an example of a case, obviously, that doesn't align neatly along with that narrative. Now, Justice Kagan, of course, is one of the or Democratic appointees on the court. Uh, however, in addition to some criminal cases not neatly falling along these ideological makeups, she's also probably uh, to the right, if you will, on the left side of the court. So now it's not the most surprising thing in the world, but of course it is uh, noteworthy in some respects to point out. So explain what her decision laid out. Sure. So really the question in one way to look at it was what sort of leeway do states have in fashioning the types of insanity defenses that defendants are allowed to raise? James Kaler and other defendants raising similar claims and people supporting him, their argument was essentially that what Kansas offered, uh, they said they offered a type of insanity defense, but by not allowing a defendant to put his moral culpability on the line in terms of using that to being able to be acquitted by not allowing that their argument was essentially that these states really don't actually have an insanity defense in the sense that the u.s constitution allows now the supreme court said that that's not true the u.s constitution its due process clause doesn't require states to allow this sort of moral incapacity defense and in ruling that the supreme court gave states leeway to fashion different types of insanity defense systems along the lines of Kansas's system. So it was certainly a victory for states looking to have more leeway in fashioning their systems and a loss for people who are advocating for the more traditional insanity defense, which has been allowed over the years and may well have been allowed in most other jurisdictions besides states like Kansas. You know success when you see it, or you think you do. The people in the spotlight, athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. <laughs> making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. 
I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Steeple and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Justice Stephen Breyer wrote the dissent. Tell us what his reasoning was. Well, his reasoning is along the lines of what the defendant here was saying, that the type of insanity defense that he wanted to raise, that's really the core type of insanity defense going back at least to the founding of this country, and that the majority's decision essentially hollows out any real insanity defense that defendants are allowed to raise, that Essentially, there isn't an insanity defense when you're not allowed to put your moral blameworthiness on the line. And it was a rather lengthy and spirited dissent from Breyer, and he was joined by the remaining two Democratic appointees, Justices Ginsburg and Sotomayor. And really, his the whole case really is a case about history. The majority looks at history and says, based on history, this type of insanity defense that the defendant wanted isn't so firmly rooted in the nation that it's something that the U.S. Constitution requires. The dissent looks at history and it comes to the opposite conclusion, saying that being able to put one's moral culpability on the line really goes to the heart of the criminal justice system. So it really was a fundamental disagreement between the majority and the dissent here. The states that have this along with Kansas, it seems sort of regional. It's Alaska, Idaho, Montana, and Utah. Any specific reason why those states? Well, every state sort of uh, does its own thing, so to speak. And Justice Kagan did note that those handful of states do similarly have a system like Kansas. But even beyond that, Justice Kagan noted in her opinion that a ruling for the defendant, Kaler, would have required striking down those sorts of laws in those states, not just that, but also some 16 other states. So every state has its own specifics in terms of how it carries out its criminal justice system. And that's kind of really the issue at the heart of the case. It's a federalism question in some ways of what are states allowed to do? What is the U.S. Constitution, which sets essentially the minimum that states have to do? What does it require? Now, the Supreme Court, the majority didn't necessarily answer the question of what minimum is required by a state. Really, all that the court held here is what Kansas does in its insanity defense system is good enough. And it left open the question for another day whether states can fully outright abolish the insanity defense or whether a state that doesn't allow what Kansas allows would be good enough. And so we would just have to see potentially in a future case really what the limits of the Taylor case is. And Jordan, when the justices initially took the case, did they say they would decide whether states can abolish the insanity defense? And then they came up with this much narrower rule? Right. So the question that was presented by the defendant Kaler's petition was, can states abolish the insanity defense? And so that's that's a pretty bold question, and that got a lot of people's attention. Now, and this happens sometimes in Supreme Court's decisions, the justices, they want to decide as narrowly as possible, at least 
they'll say so a lot of times when they discuss cases. And in a footnote in Justice Kagan's decision, uh, she made clear that they weren't deciding this bigger question of can a state outright abolish the insanity defense. All they were saying, according to the majority, according to the majority, was that Kansas didn't abolish its insanity defense here. What Kansas was doing here was good enough. So in some respects, it was a narrower ruling than one that some court watchers perhaps expected when cert was granted in the case. Some legal experts are saying that this is basically, the Kansas rule basically does eliminate the insanity defense. Right. It's prompted an interesting debate, at least in the academic community and among lawyers, of is there really something you can call an insanity defense in a scheme like Kansas's? So, for example, Justice Kagan's opinion pointed out the fact that a defendant can use their mental illness to show that they couldn't form the required intent to commit a crime. Now, sort of the rejoinder to that in terms of saying that that doesn't really count for an insanity defense of any sort is that prosecutors in criminal cases have to prove criminal intent anyway. And so calling that an insanity defense is sort of a redundancy. It's basically just doubly stating what prosecutors have to prove. And according to people who align with Justice Breyer's dissenting view doesn't really amount to something you could really call a true insanity defense. So what are the implications of this decision? Well, it remains to be seen, as we were discussing earlier, the court was only talking about Kansas's scheme here. And so if other states' systems wind up coming up and being pressed in front of the court, they could wind up taking a sort of state-by-state approach if the court were to examine the particulars of every state. One thing that we can be sure of, at least according to Justice Kagan's opinion, is that the opposite decision in in upending the status quo certainly would have resulted from the majority's view anyway in having to strike down laws in more than 20 states. So really what the decision does is it upholds the status quo, but of course that's super important for defendants like James Kaler and others in similar states and trying to press similar appeals who are hoping that the Supreme Court would say that more is required than what Kansas and similar states have done with their insanity defenses. Thanks, Jordan. That was Jordan Rubin, Bloomberg Law Editor. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum, powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.